you are listening to this song You're homosexual, I'm not wrong You are scared of the gay, gay world But you have us to guide you through gay panic Gay panic to Gay Panic. And um, what have you been gay panicking about this week? This week I went to see But I'm a Cheerleader, the musical, which was sick. Like I went to London to see this cool musical, this like really cute little theatre. And yeah, it was really, really good. Um, I was just like, the bit where they were like, I get good grades, I go to church, I'm a cheerleader. Super I was like mouthing it all like, I, get good <laughs> I go to church, I'm a cheerleader. Was it super true to the movie? Like, was it really similar? Um, I'd say like, well, it was a bit more theatrical. Like, there were some literally amazing side characters that were so good. Like, the cheerleaders at the beginning were so good at cheerleading. It was really good. Like, they came from like the audience and stuff. What? So Megan was like fairly true to form, like a bit less like, I mean, no one can play Megan like, what's her name? Natasha, Natasha Leone. Leone, like uh, Gay but not gay queen. <laughs> yeah, like, but she was really good. And like, I followed them on Instagram after I did see that like Graham and uh, Megan actors were queer as well. Yes, okay, that makes me so happy. Yeah, exactly. But Graham, like, wasn't very much what I'd imagined Graham to be. Like, she was very... Like, she had, like, long blonde hair and, like... Oh, really? Long, like, mid-length blonde hair. And, like, she wasn't very, like... Like that. Emo-y. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't very emo-y, but... She, like, played it good. Pretty... I mean, I think she played it good. She was good. Don't want to insult her. Did they have a lot of um chemistry? They did towards the end, yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, Graham was, like, played, like, her shoulders were very forward, like, and it was, like, weird that they were using the posture to, like, play that character. Because, like, you don't have to just make her, like, unhot to be, like... Yeah. Like, hunched it's not that forward, hot, like, no. the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> but then on the second, like, part, when they started, like, opening up and, like, Graham's dad was, like, horrible and you started understanding Graham a bit more, she did really, like, seem a bit more like her. So, yeah, that was Yay. good. How long was it in total? Like, a couple of hours. It's really or... long, like, three hours, I reckon. I don't know. Maybe I just need to wee so much of it, so I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. But I'm a cheerleader is my favourite quiz. It was film. literally so good. Well, no, it's not Carol is, but it's my second favourite. Is Carol your favourite? Yeah, Carol's my favourite. I love Carol. Which is very cliche, and a lot of lesbians who love MILFs obviously have Carol <sighs> as their favourite. It's, like, a thing on gay Twitter, but... Yeah, but I'm a cheerleader's, like... One of my feel-good ones, you know? It's so good. But I think I figured out my um, favourite queer film, and it's... Uh, what the fuck is it called? So it's like, you're a wanker number nine. Oh, imagine me and imagine you. Me and you. I've never that. seen it. What the fuck? No, I've never seen it. We should watch it. What I've never fuck? seen it. I can't believe we've never seen that. It's so good. And I only know the reference because of TikTok, because everyone's you? always like, you're a wanker number nine. Yeah. It's so fun. It looks really good. cute. I don't know. There's this, like, reference in it that I was like... Oh, I just love it. It's like, what happens if an unstoppable... F- like, this kid's like, what happens if an unstoppable force um, goes past an immovable object? And then no one can figure out. It's like, um, they're at a standstill. Like, nothing can happen. Then at the end, 
I'm gonna give it away. But like okay, her and her husband obviously like yeah, they have to kinda of get divorced and then and she and he goes she's like, I'm so sorry and Aww. and I don't know what to do, I'll stay with you and he goes, I'm you're the unstoppable force and I'm the immovable object and the only way to get past oh. it is for the immovable object to move. Oh wait, that's I actually really sweet of husband. So he's supportive. Yeah, he's supportive. This is like Cersei Lannister who plays. I need to see this film. He, and like, this woman, she always plays gay characters. I don't know her name. The one that she plays the main character in Imagine Me and You. She's actually straight. Is she? It's like Jennifer Beals. Like, how is she straight? Yeah. It's actually unreal. Natasha yeah. Lyonne and like Rachel Weiss. I literally can't believe you've not seen it. We literally have to watch it. Yeah, it's let's like watch it. I'm favorite. so up for watching it. It's I love like, a gay film. I'm like sobbing by the end of it. It's like a proper rom Oh my god, like, I love a gay rom com. Like, it's a bit like Notting Hill, but gay. Yeah, you know all those like films like. Um, Hugh Grant films like, that were like around when we were younger and like for weddings and funerals and stuff like that. It's like literally that, but like but gay. It's gay. So I guess another thing I've been gay panic about is like, I, like I previously said in another episode, like some random person followed me because I thought it was Zelita. Then again, this week, someone messaged me being like, your photos are so Zolita vibes. Again, it's like I can't escape. Oh my God, it's like but the biggest compliment. Like, I could be a Zelita tribute act. I just wish I could live her lifestyle. Shall we recreate single in September? Because yeah. I fully would. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gay panicking about, Charlotte? Charlotte? You sound like one of my teachers. That's so that's so triggering. Charlotte? <laughs> Whenever someone calls me Charlotte, it like reminds me of school and teachers. And I hate it. I hate it. I always get really like thrown off if my friends don't call me Char. I'm always like, I'm in trouble, you know? Charlotte. Anyway. I've been gay panicking about, um, well, first of all, Em and I, not last weekend, but the weekend before, we went to Queer the Pier, which is in Brighton Museum, and it was really cool, yes. and obviously it followed up nicely to our sapphic history episode, uh, because we went to see, like, the exhibit had all this sapphic history, and just queer history in general, but they had, like, a machine where you could press it and get trivia questions and find out stuff about specific Brighton queer history. Yeah. Um, so our bait Brighton lesbian selves were loving it. We loved it. And we saw the actual di- some real diary entries from Anne Lister when Anne Lister stayed in Brighton, which was so cool. It's a real manuscript, so we definitely geeked out and gay panicked over that. Like, I definitely gay panicked. What else was in that exhibit that was really cool? There was, like, some like old lesbian magazine snippets and uh like pictures from like the There's AIDS well march <gasps> yes there was an og uh well of loneliness so <laughs> i think she's so clever <laughs> to be fair i am quite clever i'm just going to the toilet and you need to tell the podcast that you had, like, a ghost experience tonight. But that's another story. And I hid... <laughs> Em's already on edge about this ghost. <laughs> I literally hid under Em's bed. Em comes in and I'm like, I like you to live here or something in a ghost voice. And she screams when she screams so loud. <laughs> First I walk in the room, she's not there. I'm like, where are you? <laughs> Next thing... <laughs> So not only do I think I'm clever, I know I'm clever. It worked, it worked. I didn't think you would have such a good reaction, but you did. It was yeah. amazing. So the reason that I'm on edge is because I just got in from work and the minute I walked in, the the buzzer, the buzzer rings on my flat. 
And um, I'm like, okay, like, I opened it. And, like, I just hear, like, I opened the, I, like, listened to it. And someone goes, hello, is this, is this flat three? <laughs> that isn't really what it sounded like. It's more like, like, a bit, like, moaning, like, hello, is this flat three? And I'm like, I don't like it. Yeah. And they're like, silent for a bit. They're like, I used to live here. <laughs> and I'm like, um, <laughs> so um, and she's like, okay. And she's like, who's your landlord? And I'm like, um, I don't think I should be disclosing this information. Bear in mind, it's just like a voice on a buzz. I'm like, who's your landlord? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Wait, that's really dodgy. Yeah, and then I'm like, I don't think I should be disclosing this information. And then just suddenly goes, and I was like, why? And then just went silent. I was just being a meanie bum, but it sounded fucking scary. No, I think it's weird. For someone to ask your landlord's information, it's like a bit shady. Yeah. I wish you wanted to come in. And my house is like this like old historical house. With the creepiest lift you will yeah. ever get in. Like an old fashioned lift that looks like it's out of the Victorian times. So yeah. genuinely good setting for a horror movie, yeah. which makes it even creepier. It's like a listed building and there have been like two mayors of London living in the flat. And you can read about all the whole, no, in the whole, the whole building. This wasn't flats originally. It was like a big house where like mayors of London would rent for their like getaway homes or like own, I guess. And also, when you read about the history, it says a group of widows lived in the house. So I'm like... Lesbians. <laughs> a group of lesbians lived in the house. We're going to believe that they were lesbian. And now more lesbian lives in the house. It's just me. And yeah, so I was like, legacy. what if it was one of the fucking widows from the 1800s? She knew you were gay and she just wants to be in the gay panic. That's all she wanted. Do you think it was Anne Lister? It was Anne Lister. <gasps> what if Anne Lister lived in my, stayed in my house? <gasps> Should we check? She was like a rich state. dignitary, wasn't she? Yeah. Like this is where Mayors of London lived. We're gonna and a load of widows. Believe wait. it because that would be so cool. Imagine if Alice stayed in this exact room. My God. How gay is that? So I've also been gay panicking about Holly Cole's new video series. Holly Cole is one of my favorite lesbian singers. Just the effort she puts into her music videos is really cool. It's similar to Zolita's level, I would say. Like they have probably in my opinion, got the best gay music videos, like the most thought out. Um, and yeah, Holly made this, she's got like three songs that have come out and she's called it the Julia Stevens series. And it's so cool. She's done like little short films to accompany it. And it just gave me so much gay panic because I just love seeing like love stories told from a woman and actually so much effort being made into a series like that. It's really special. And she's obviously really talented at filmmaking. And then I just forgot how much I love her video for She Knows, which is one of my favourite songs by Holly. So go and listen. And um, it's basically about her like winning this girl back, but they film it in this little cabin in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And then she like bakes a cake and like puts all these like cassette tapes out. Um, and also Em and I have both been gay panicking about the videos and pictures released from Fletcher's tour in America with yeah. Hayley Kiyoko. I don't think like Hayley Kiyoko did the whole tour. She just like randomly didn't surprised she just surprise them? Because G flipped at the tour, didn't they? Yeah. And then Hayley's made an appearance to sing Cherry. Like, yeah, what? like just like turned up in the middle yeah. of Cherry. Like, hello, nice to meet, meet you. you. My name's Hayley. 
Um, oh god, I'm jealous. And Ruby Rose died. was there. Did you see? Just randomly, yeah. Ruby Rose was like. There. Yeah, but like also Chriselle from uh, Selling Sunset. Like she's straight. Like yeah. I'm confused. What's going Maybe on? Maybe she's like selling Fletcher a house or something. Like that's the only explanation. Or she's gay, but like or she's gay for Fletcher, gay. which like I mean, fair enough. <laughs> so we make good on our gay promises. So of we do. What are we about to do? We're gonna read. Sappho quotes, but I'm gonna be blind reacting because because I've already read no them. Way. I haven't read them, so they're very gay. And don't forget the the reason I wanted to read these, as well as them just being really gay for you guys, is because as we said in our queer history episode, a lot of historians debate that Sappho wasn't actually gay herself. They say, oh, Sappho just wrote about gay love, but Sappho wasn't gay, and I'm like, I. We, like, base our whole culture off of that person, so... I just think, obviously, yeah, most queer historians are, like, Sappho's gay. I mean, obviously, we can't prove it, and a lot of it also... I'm going to preface this by saying that a lot of these quotes obviously have had to be translated from little bits of papyrus yeah. in ancient Egypt, so... Ancient Egypt? Ancient Greece? Correct myself, ancient Greece. Um, There's got to be some Greek, like, ancient Greek letters. Quote number one. I'm going to thank Go Magazine NY. They're a lesbian magazine because I got some of them from here that they had condensed and translated. Or Yeah. So thank you, Go Magazine. So, um, this one is a great depiction of um, every lesbian breakup ever, I would say. <laughs> so with Go Magazine. So the quote is, Frankly, I wish I were dead. When she left, she wept a great deal. She said to me, this parting must be endured, Sappho. I go unwillingly. That's so fucking gay. As if anyone thought that that was straight. Like, Who? I it's so gay. I love how it's like, I go unwillingly. It's also so real of like lesbian breakups yeah. being like, come back. No, I love you. Come back. Fun fact, um, when I broke up with one of my exes, I'm pretty sure every lesbian can relate that, like, when you have a breakup, you have, like, a long processing session where you really talk out your feelings. It's ridiculous. And I had a breakup with my ex once. Um, and I literally got so upset that I went to this ex's house because we couldn't leave. Like, we were stood dramatically outside. I still remember it like it was yesterday. Outside... Um, the Westfield Shopping Centre in Shepherd's Bush. Fuck's and we just broke up in a pub. And don't get me wrong, she had done some really fucked up stuff, which made me end it. And I was devastated. I was like in shock, to be honest. Because uh, I'd found out some things she'd done. And she was like, I don't want it. I don't want to leave like leave it like this. And then I was like, I don't want to either, but like, you need to go. So then she leaves and we like, she like would turn round outside the Westfield Shopping Centre. And then I would like turn round and look at her. I she, go unwillingly. I go unwillingly. She leaves. And then of course I... I'm like a mess and I end up getting an Uber to her house because I text her and I'm like, I'm not okay. I I need more closure than this or whatever. Fucking lesbians. Yeah. And then she was like, me too. Come to my house type of thing. And Fucking I was, I was like, okay. And I got an Uber to her house and we like didn't do anything, but we did like just sleep in the same bed as like one last night, you know, because it was like did a long-term you? relationship. Yeah, we had like a final night together and it was like really closure to be honest then I left the next day and never saw her again but like I was also such a state I feel like I needed to like just absorb everything I'd found out yeah. about like you know the cheating and everything else and I was like ah oh. but it was obviously a trauma response but at the same time I feel like I needed that closure no I get that and we didn't actually like do anything so it wasn't like I like 
felt like I was betraying myself because I feel like if I'd have gone and like had sex with her or anything I knew I wasn't getting back with her I think that's such a lesbian thing I just yeah. knew it was ending but I needed that last like night I think she did too just to like process that People it was done it. really over <laughs> but I don't think that many straight couples do that it's such a lesbian thing yeah fuck's sake why are we like that I go unwillingly me and one of my exes just like broke up and got back together so much <laughs> but like initially I was like super heartbroken like I go unwillingly <laughs> I love you so much all this shit <laughs> and eventually I was like I'm done with your shit like 10 <laughs> 10 breakups stars alive I suppose a lesbian thing yeah. ever like breakup number 10 that's the one that's yeah. the one that's gonna stick and all of our friends are like shut up just yeah. end it already I literally my friends have done interventions with me over that before they're like I think we should intervention. You're not okay. Why are you getting back to this place? <laughs> I'm so dead. For God's sake. No, I've actually never got back with an ex. Yeah. No, <laughs> this one, Em, is, is another classic. So... I don't know how you say that. Hold on. So, Anactoria. Weird name. Although you being far away forget us, the dear sound of your footstep and light glancing in your eyes would move me more than glitter of Lydian horse or armoured tread of mainland infantry. Is that an LDR gay? It gives me LDR vibes, yeah. yeah. But Go Magazine, where they had like, analysed some of these quotes, um, the lesbian magazine, also said, this poem, Sappho, basically says, fuck homophobia. So their interpretation of it, I think, was like infantry and the horse and armour and stuff. Yeah. Like the homophobes coming, you know, to get Sappho and her yeah. like lady lover. But she's like, you move me more than that or something. I guess that's how they've interpreted it. But... Oh. The light glancing in your eyes. Like, come on. That's just, come oh, on. the fuck is it not gay? Another one we have. And her light stretches over salt sea equally and flower deep fields. And the beautiful dew is poured out and roses bloom and frail, chervil and flowering sweet clover. Whoa, that's so deep. So, yeah. Is that, what's the dew? Is it like cum? So I thought it was cum as well. My brain went immediately to sex, but I don't know. I don't know if Sappho actually meant cum, but I'm sure she did. I think she did. (laughs) Say again a bit about dew. Can you just like emphasise that point? We've got... Her light stretches over salt sea equally and flower deep fields. Flower? Um, yeah, flower's also a big euphemism, aren't they? Yeah. And then after the flower, it says, and the beautiful dew is poured out and roses bloom and frail, chervil and flowering sweet clover. That is so, so gay and it's definitely about calm in my opinion. I think it's about female orgasm in my opinion, yeah. 100%, because at the end, you know, like they're saying that the dew comes out, she's coming, yeah. and the flower like blooms, which is like yeah, the woman, like... like I like blossoming. Like clearly the woman I coming. I actually have said when I've like had an orgasm before, like I feel like there's a flower growing in my chest. Are you lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Sappho? <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm glad that both of us had that thought because imagine if one of us was really wholesome and was like, I think it's about sweet dates or something. Like, I don't know. Sweet, sweet walks down the path. <laughs> it's clearly like about sex. I'm sorry. It's literally about sex. You can't say flower and dew in the same sentence and not be about female orgasms, I'm sorry. Okay, we have, now you are a broken seal, a scarlet stain upon the earth. Broken seal? What does that mean? Like, you can never put put them back together. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they've, like, you know, or you can interpret it as, like, you've broken my seal of, like, 
like you know like what could be virginity or it could be like tolerance of how much pain you can tolerate of like yeah now I've actually yeah I've, I've had too much and I need you to go type of thing which is very emotional Ooh. yeah do you feel like that is what they're saying what do you think it's more? Yeah, like it does virginity? feel. It know. feels like that. Yeah, scarlet stain like does not seem nice, does it? But also, scarlet stain. You're completely right. Could be about virginity because it could be like you, she could be using both as a euphemism. Like they both sound like virginity, right? Yeah, maybe so it's a first scarlet love. stain. Broken oh. seal. It could be her first love who took her virginity and fucked her over. So she's yes. like, you left me bleeding and like broken, but also took my virginity. Like, Yeah, broken seal yeah. feels like something that you can't put back or like, you know. Maybe trust and virginity. Or maybe she lost the lover, lost her virginity to someone else. So it yeah. all sounds like really horrible. So like, you're a broken seal, a scarlet stain upon the yeah. earth. Like, you cheated on me with this man. Like, yes! you fucked him and like, you lost your virginity and stained the earth scarlet and broke your seal. And now you're never coming back to me because you cheated on me. Um, Cracked it! Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Okay, next we have, it is midnight and the time is passing, but I sleep alone. And this is just interesting, I think, because ancient Greece, women wouldn't really be sleeping alone no. that often. You know, you'd have a, you'd be married off to a man or you'd at least be interested in men quite yeah. early. So why are you sleeping alone, Sappho? Is it because you're gay and you're yearning? Like, Sappho I is like... I think so. I think she's coined as, like, the, the jokes about lesbians yearning yeah. for each other is, like, initiated with Sappho because everyone's always like, oh, she's so... Like, she's yearning from afar all the time, so... We always yearn, though. It's just, it gives off very gay energy, like... This is your house! Stop <laughs> it! I'm not a spoon! You're Next, we have... How, another one which I think isn't really particularly gay, but it's like gay energy. How often I lament these things, but what can you do? No being that is human can escape old age. They just commented and said, very gay to have an existential crisis. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like not gay at all, but somehow. It's somehow is gay. <laughs> Go magazine, you're reaching with that one. You're definitely reaching, but I'll take it. Okay, next. As soon as I glance at you a moment, I can't say a thing. And my tongue stiffens into silence. Thin flames underneath my skin prickle and spark. A rush of blood booms in my ears and then my eyes go dark. Shaw, sure, that's gay panic. Yeah, it's literally gay panic. That's like literally beautifully worded. Maybe we should change our title and podcast to that. Yeah. So basically Sappho created gay panic. Yeah. We owe Sappho everything. Sappho fucking... Oh, my God. Who knew ancient Greeks had gay panic? Absolutely. They had gay panic. Gay panic spans beyond our time. <laughs> and my tongue stiffens into silence. I have been there. Like, you can't <laughs> speak. I talk about the fucking Queen Victoria having a shit in the pavilion. <laughs> instead of silence. It's so... It's so good. So accurate. Holy crap. I have never seen gay panic be described so beautifully. Okay, this is another really gay one. You came and I was longing for you. 
you call, yeah, I know, right? You called a heart that burned with desire. And I'm like, first of all, gay, because burning with desire. We all know that Sappho writes about women, but it's like yeah. burning with desire. Like, you could probably have had that desire fulfilled easily with a man, but to let it get to the point where it's burning, you need it to be cooled down. That's very sapphic. It's you know? so, yeah, because with a man, it would just be like, you marry them and stuff. Boring. Yeah, with a man, there's no way she'd describe a man as cooling a heart that burned with desire. It would be like, ugh, you. you. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> You did nothing. I feel nothing. <laughs> I didn't even get an orgasm. Yeah, exactly. All of it is so vividly about the female orgasm, yeah. which, let's be honest, do we really think women were having that many orgasms in ancient Greece? Because I personally do not, if they were no. straight. Fuck no. Sappho was. Okay. Okay, and then this one, Go Magazine has done a really funny capture for it. They were like, even, pro- <laughs> even prolific poets get distracted by heartbreak. And it's like, such a mood for me, and I have literally asked every day. It's like, come to me now, thus, goddess, and release me from distress and pain, and all my distracted heart would seek. Do thou, once again, fulfilling, be my ally. It's like, someone release me from this heartbreak. Oh I my can't god. That's like me and my last breakup when I asked, Char- uh, asked Sarah to put me in a coma. Um, asked Sarah to put her in a coma and then asked me if we could go to conversion therapy <laughs> together and I was like yes <laughs> that's like that poem but in modern day absolutely we really our most <laughs> problematic um, trait was in the summer we both got fucked over and more so than me because M was actually in a relationship we were like maybe we should go to conversion therapy <laughs> and then we won't have to deal with any of this heartbreak because we won't feel anything for men and also we can have a secret, but I'm a cheerleader experience in yes. the camp. Yes, you're always going to meet your best sex in conversion camp because it's 100%. like not allowed, so it's like spicy. Oh, God, I love a bit of spicy hidden conversion yeah. therapy sex. Maybe we should go. <laughs> this is very problematic. <laughs> I'm sure people will get that. We are kidding. Just, we are kidding. I hope people understand the joke. Well, to be fair, I made a TikTok saying I should go to conversion therapy and all the comments were like, LMAO, same. So I think people get the joke. Yeah. We don't actually mean it. Obviously, conversion therapy is evil and traumatising. May I write words more naked than flesh, stronger than bone, more resilient than sinew? What the hell is sinew? Am I being dumb? What is that? Sensitive than nerve. I don't know what that word means. Me neither, but it feels very gay. Um, I like words as well. Like, I relate to that as well. I think, like, a lot of gay people write in their notes apps. Like, if if Sappho had a notes app, hers would be full of all the gay shit. And I used my words a lot. I wrote a song. I wrote another song. I wrote poems. Same. I literally... In lockdown 2020, I was, like, writing all this poetry and, like, putting it out there. Anytime I've ever been heartbroken, I've written poetry. I find it so healing. Words are so powerful. And really healing. But I feel like it's weird because I feel like I only really get inspired to write poetry when I'm heartbroken Me or in too. love. Which is <laughs> so cliche. I couldn't just go outside and be like, the trees have inspired me to write a poem. Like, No, I have to be, yeah. like, devastated. <laughs> I have to be, yeah, on the verge of conversion therapy. <laughs> This um, is apparently from a well-preserved piece called Fragment 31. And Sappho evokes the sensations that she experiences as a result of being seated opposite a beautiful woman. Right. Okay, it's starting off gay. there, but <laughs> please continue. This was literally me when I uh, really fancied my boss. <laughs> and I, like, would sit opposite her, just, like, gay panicking anyway. Um, it's okay, she knew I felt. 
if she ever listens to this. Hi. Okay, the poem. He seems to me equal in good fortune to the whatever man who sits on the opposite side to you and listens nearby to your sweet replies. The whatever man. Yeah. To your sweet replies and desire-inducing laugh. Indeed, that gets my heart pounding in my breast. <laughs> for just gazing at you for a second, it is impossible for me to even talk. My tongue is broken. All at once a soft flame has stolen beneath my flesh. My eyes see nothing at all. My ears ring. Sweat pours down me. A tremor shakes me. I am more greenish than grass and I believe I am at the very point of death. Whoa! <laughs> my favourite bit was the whatever mine because that's literally that's how so I see good. men. Like, They're just like, there. Like, like, I always say I see men as like women as like these like individual like beautiful creatures and then men as these like little sims walking about. <laughs> like, to have that visceral of like a body reaction just to see a beautiful woman is like how does anyone not think this woman is gay? I'm I'm shook because that is so gay. Like, that is intense. That is, like, very intense. I don't think I've even experienced it that intense gay panic. But. No, I don't know. I'm just thinking, but to experience that in an era where it was taboo or not allowed, and imagine, like, being overcome with, like, super attracted to somebody, but, like, knowing you can't act on it because of societal pressure. So maybe that's why it's all, like, brewing up. You're getting really. Yeah. So like we were not even, even we're like being problematic by saying we should go to conversion therapy, but now we want to go back to a time where we could be killed for being gay. <laughs> it's just fucking hot. Really like, let's go to conversion therapy because it's hot. And now let's go back to a time when it was taboo because it was also hot. I'm not gonna lie, it was like Carol <laughs> hot, hot than they're not allowed to do it. Hot. Obviously, we are kidding, but also it is quite. Anything that's like forbidden love. I think I've figured so out my hot. fetish. <laughs> Same. I love to see Suffolk just sitting in front of you like, why is this woman turning green? <laughs> is she okay? <laughs> also like, Sharp, you've so done that. You literally nearly vomited when you first saw boobs. <laughs> you were actually Suffolk. <laughs> I was green. Probably. To be fair, I nearly threw up the first time I had sex just because I saw the vagina and I was like, Oh my god, amazing. Wow, like, I didn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> I was like, what do I Too do fair. with it? It's so precious. Yeah. <laughs> my first time having sex with a woman it was a bit like that. Oh, it's just what is this? You're like amazed. You're like, it's the whole might have been green. We were probably both we we tried to make out that we weren't. We were probably both completely green, like just like <laughs> cringe. This was in an article by Marguerite Johnson. Um, just to credit her, she's a scholar. She wrote an article about Sappho and love of women. Um, anyway, yeah, so I just thought this would be good to share. So she said, Sappho was no epic poet. Rather, she composed lyrics and short, sweet verses on a variety of topics, from hymns to the gods, marriage, songs, um, and a mini tales of myth and legend. She also sung very frequently of desire, passion, and love, mostly directed towards women for, for which she is best known. And it is this is and this is why Sappho has come down to us as history's first lesbian. And then we kind of debate on whether Sappho is a lesbian. Um, and the author Johnson says, "Was Sappho a lesbian?" An answer depends on how it is defined. If a love of women, even in a non-sexual sense, and an exclusive focus on the, of on who the, wrote this? A man. A woman. 
I know. She was like, an exclusive focus on the needs and lives of women define a woman as a... a, a, Sorry, what am I saying? Define women as a lesbian, then yes. However, if a lesbian is defined more narrowly as a woman who has sex with another woman, evidence to define Sappho as a lesbian is harder to establish. Which I understand kind of what she's saying, because like, you can't really be like, Sappho had sex with loads of women, because there's not actually technically any evidence of that. She but went green staring at She went green staring at a woman. She's clearly a lesbian. Like, come yeah, on. She literally said she, like, almost died. I think it's or interesting, heartbreak. too, because it says here that in some of Sappho's poems, there are references to her daughter and her close female companions, even her brothers, but no verses sing of a husband. So that's yeah. very interesting to me that, like, she's talking, you know, she mentions her daughter and her brothers, but, like, men are so irrelevant to her in that capacity that, like, she she would never... Men- Even though she clearly had a daughter with a husband. She literally said... What did she say? The whatever man. The whatever man. The whatever man. And you think this woman is not a lesbian. This woman is clearly a lesbian. What I really want to order, which I think I'm going to order, and then you can read it after me, is Anne Carson, who did, like, an entire book on, like, n- I don't know, translations and interpretations of Sappho. They mentioned Anne Carson a lot in the L word in season one when Jenny and Marina are, like... When Marina's like, Jenny... What have you been reading? And Jenny's like, I don't know if you'd know it. And she's like, Do you read Anne Carson, Jenny? Which is like inherently lesbian. And Jenny's is like, it? Yeah. And I Jenny's like, that, but I yes. didn't know what it's about. And then she invited Jenny to a fucking book club where they talk about Anne Carson, who's depicted Sappho all over the place. It was like, and then Jenny was like supposed to be straight until she like got. Yeah, but I think that was their way of being like Jenny had that queerness straight. in there. Yeah. Like she's been reading Anne Carson. Like she's pretty- okay. Um, so, anyway, that's just a fun L word reference, but oh, Anne like Carson comes a up whole a lot. new layer, because I just yeah. thought they were the same book, but she's reading a fucking book. No, she's reading a lesbian book. book. Okay, L-word that's added a whole fucking layer to L word, like, I did not read, so that means Jenny was, like, yeah, gay Jenny was before. Always we know Jenny was gay before, because remember when Ben and Tina were having sex in their pool, oh, and Jenny yeah. was like, oh no, it wasn't, it was Shane, but Jenny thought it was Ben and Tina, it was Shane with some girl. I'm sorry, my L word nerd is coming out so much. And Jenny was like, went inside just before jenny did anything yeah. gay it was like they were having sex in their pool and then started taking her clothes off and fucking tim she got so turned on by she seeing did. them oh my god yeah. so like me watching the l word when i was straight is the same as jenny reading Anne carson when she was yes straight. it's come full circle oh, whoa full it's like so moment. that is so meta it's really meta anyway there you go it's a fun fact that links it all together so anyone watching anyone watching the l word who listens to our podcast um me and my friend maritza are actually when we did our L word quiz, we referenced Anne Carson and we were like, how many times is Anne Carson mentioned in the first season of the L word? Can't remember the answer, but it's a lot. Why? So I'm going to order that Anne Carson Sappho interpretation and I'm going to make Em read it. And I will. We'll have knowledge for you next time. Anyway, um, moving on. What did we think of Sappho? Obviously, we think Sappho's gay. I love her. I wish I could meet <laughs> her. I watch her go green. <laughs> Me too. I really want to watch her go green. I'm kind of cringing at myself though because I feel like I've done that and I don't want to be. <laughs> Just imagine you turning like bright green. To be fair, like, yeah, I think I might have done. There's like a handful of times in my life where I do think I've probably gay panicked enough to the point that I would have almost vomited. Yeah, I think I have as well at points. <laughs> Are we good? <laughs> I don't think so. Are we... Basically, what we're saying is we're Sappho. We are Sappho. Reincarnated. Dress up as Sappho. <laughs> Should we what? Dress up as Sappho. <gasps> oh my god, so Zolita, again, I hate to keep bringing up Zolita, but she is our queer fucking icon. Her music video, Come Home With Me, she literally recreated sapphic paintings. Did she? Yes. Did? And it's the 
gayest thing. And she's also done, she pays reference to um, Sappho so many times in her lyrics and in her life and in her music videos. So I love Zonita. Me too. She's way better than everyone thinks. She literally has an album called Sappho. Why? Yeah, she's fucking awesome. I love her. I was like obsessed watching her Sappho music videos the other day. Um, this episode has been going on for long enough, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Should we do a wrap? Um, yeah, obviously it's gay panic. Em, yeah. we, it isn't gay panic without your rapping skills. Today we listened to Sappho quotes, and in those quotes were lots of tropes about the queer gay women we like to have existential crisis and we love to go green for the women that we see every day in our lives and those men are what are men they are sims not men <laughs> They are irrelevant because women are sick and we like to have orgasms and do the tarot without any dick. <laughs> yeah.